Thank you for listening to OTR Off The Rib. It's your boy Dijon back at it with another one. Uh, today I was actually going to talk about Temptations Opportunity and try to work that one out because that's like still a work in progress kind of like notion. Um, but this week has actually been trying. You know what I mean? Like I ain't going to say it's bad or, no, or nothing like that, but you know, it's been one of those, you know, kind of kind of rough on your boy, like especially, you know, like right now I kind of don't know how to feel. So, you know, I think I've been dancing with depression on this one. So today, that's probably what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to wait till like Mental Health Month, which I think is all the way in May. We're going to talk about it today. Because uh, depression, I don't know. I don't know when it started, but we can start with a story. So let's get it. Um, man, I had to been around... Probably eight or nine, possibly, possibly a little bit earlier. I know. I just remember I had bunk beds from when my brother actually used to live with one of my brothers. He used to live with me, and uh, I I don't know. I can like to be honest with you. Happened so long ago. I I don't know what leads up to this, but I remember getting this this idea and this and this. I put it in motion, man. Uh, I remember I, we had a bunk bed. I had a jump rope. I remember I tied the jump rope to the bunk bed and then tied it around my neck and I tried to hang myself and the the jump rope slipped, you know what I'm saying? I guess that's kind of benefits of maybe not either being a boy scout or not having a father because I didn't know how to tie a knot and um, it slipped. And then I was kind of like, I, I was embarrassed. So mind you, on this is on wax now. This is going to be the first time. Like I, I actually just told my mother this story like, probably like two years ago, right? I've been holding on to it. I never really spoke about it because I always felt the shame. You know, it's kind of like in some, I'm not going to say it's a sick way, but you remember just because you do grown-up things doesn't mean you, you know, or being put in a grown-up situation doesn't make you a grown-up. So in essence, I, that's why it's hard to go back and figure out exactly what it, is, what it was that made me want to do this. But for, for whatever reason, I tried to end myself and because I didn't, I looked at it as failure, so I always kind of been ashamed of it. And I always kind of never wanted to speak on it. And I carried that with me for a second. Now from this stems a lot of different things that it took me a second to to kind of go grow out of, or at least kind of get the concept of what's what's been going on. Now you fast forward. So mind you, this is again, I don't I don't know how or what year it was when I said I I tried to bury this in the back of my mind, but I couldn't. So I'm just sharing that with you guys, cause you know, I mean, I'm known for having a positive attitude, but like even some of us struggle, you know. Um, so then you fast forward, the years 2011. I only remember this, cause I'm, I'm in college now, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like the first. Matter of fact, no, maybe 2012. No, it was 2011. For sure, yeah, it was 2011. But something's going on in class. We're on the quarter system, so I remember switching switching classes. And I remember just getting super angry and I started just having these violent thoughts towards the teacher, right? Cause she said like, did something real petty. I know what she did, I'm just not gonna speak on it. So you get that. I'm in school and I didn't want to go to school. Right before I went to school, my sister gets locked up. So I got this feeling that like, I always thought she should be here instead of me, right? I'm, I'm naming all those people that should be here instead of me. Slave mentality, that's like mindset. You know, I put the work in and be in there, but yet I didn't feel like I deserved to be there. 
So now I'm in this new surrounding, new setting that I don't necessarily want to be in. I get the campus, roommate solid. It's not too bad, but then it reminds me of being back in the jet, and it reminds me of being in a project. Cause it was like people kicking it outside, right? And then police following me, right? There's another quick story. So this is what I'm saying leads up to this stuff. So I see them circle. I remember I'm walking with, the, oh, that's crazy. I'm walking with the girl from the other story, the one that, you know, I end up getting pregnant and all this stuff. Um, me and her were actually walking back to our dorms. And I think we was coming from the library or something. And I remember seeing the police following us. So I was like, and I told her, and I'm like, hey, I think the police, I don't know what it is. Natural instinct is, hey, let's try to shake them. So, but I was like, I know it's me. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm not even doing nothing legal. I'm on college campus, bro. I'm chilling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm big chilling. Going back to my dorm. And uh, so I hand her my hoodie and I cut the other way. Sure enough, he just, I see him hit the Yui. Bro, he does it. Goes back the other way. And you know, we're on campus, bro. So I was shaking a couple buildings, you know, <clears throat> hit him with the juke move. You know what I mean? And get past him. So you get all this. So now I, I'm. I'm feeling like I've, I made it, right? Because that's what people tell me. You go to school and you made it. And I got encouraged to do this. Yeah, nobody who encouraged me can help me navigate through this thing. And I don't feel like I should be there and I don't feel like I deserve to be there. And then on top of that, I'm seeing other students and it's not like an insecurity thing as much as it's like a me versus them thing because like, man, it was a bunch of stuff. Alright, so I go to the I go to the shrink, right? I go to the psychiatrist, and then I'm studying psychology. Why not, right? Cause in the black community, we usually don't mess with them. But now I'm in this new terrain and I'm willing to try anything. Plus I feel like I'm alone. Like I don't know who to really speak to. So I go in there and they diagnose me for depression. I think it was mild depression and mild anxiety. Cause I, I break down the story and stuff like that. I did about the spot. I don't know how I feel. They do. They prescribe me. I think some uh, SSRIs. I think that's how you say, like serotonin reuptake inhibitors or something like that, for the depression. Because they didn't want to put me on Xanax and then they didn't want to put me on nothing heavy. But I go tell the roommates and you know, like the friends on campus, and they laugh at me. And like they like, bro, you just. Want, I remember asking, like, man, you just want to do it to get drugs or whatever. You just trying to get high, right? And he was like, and I think he even said, like, you know, like, black people, we don't do this, right? And I'm, it, I only, it was the only nigga in the other group, like, it's me and him. So, I'm like, all right, whatever, yeah, 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 okay, cool. But really, I'm really going through some, I, I don't know what it is. We snapped me out of it, you know, got shot him out again. I remember I went to a hoop game with, uh, with my brother, man, it was, uh, Mom's tickets, it was me and D Mills. We go see the Clippers. I think this was my first basketball game too. There was the Clippers versus Golden State, and this is when the Clippers had got Chris uh, Chris Paul. Um, but just being in that presence kinda kinda took me out of it. Alright. In between all this, what I'm kinda skipping over, which I probably might bring back, is kinda how I'm handling these feelings, right? Um pretty much through Drugs, isolation, like I'm self-medicating drugs, isolation, uh, what is it called when you, I'm trying to bury it deep down, I can't, there's a word for it, but I can't, I can't think of it right now. All right, fast forward again, 
So now I know that I'm clinically diagnosed, right? So I'm wearing it. And like I'm wearing a title, I got something to claim, right? When I moved to Texas, and like I said, now this is now, now me and uh, the mother, you know, my baby mom, I ain't gonna just keep saying the mother of my child. My baby moms, we're staying together and I kept telling her about like, you know, there's a difference in being alone. And I kept noticing this reoccurring thing and how I felt. And now let's now now I'm just gonna jump into the segment of how why I'm, why I'm talking about this right because I mean we all go through something and sometimes we may not know how to explain it but I mean like with me I kind of got out of it so one of the things was being I being able to identify right when I'm being in a depressive state I don't really like to claim it because it's not a part of me and that's something that you kind of have to learn is that if you're going through a mental like mental health issue. Whatever you're going through isn't you. And that's this is kind of a life situation thing. Like your situations don't define you. It's how you handle those situations, what you stand on, what morals you do, uh, really define you. But sometimes, you know, like if we grow up poor, we wear our poverty on our you know, like we wear that on our sleeve. We wear the scars and bear the scars, right? If we're going through maybe an emotional trauma, whatever. But what I come to learn is when I start feeling depressed, it feels like the world is closing in on me and like the room is getting smaller. And I want to, I, I don't want to ball up as much as I just want to seclude myself and isolate myself. I don't really want to talk to the people. I could laugh. I could joke. I could do all of that, but I don't necessarily want to. And I kind of, I just, I just don't want to be left alone. Sometimes driving helps. The gym every now and then helps and I think it's just about putting your body in motion and getting away from the situation but it took me a second to kind of learn that so now when it comes on like I said I'm going through it this week it's like how do I combat it well I know what I'm going through and then I start to kind of move accordingly like I no longer let it like if I feel isolated fortunately now I cash in on them friendship checks like if you my partner I may talk to you about it or I may just call you to say like to uh just to lie for just to catch up and stuff like that because like I said one of the things is I want to isolate myself and I feel alone so if I have both of those one way to do like to combat it is to prove it wrong which I know to this day is wrong right with that being said too you know one of the biggest issues and this is something that I'm still currently dealing with and it plays into like an insecurity factor with me is that you know, for the longest, again, the carrying that ashamed, that ashamed, like being ashamed, that that hurt from that, and just like my look on the value of life, I, it took me like damn near 30 years. My daughter had to be born for this to happen. It was that, and it, some reoccurring situations that I kind of, I, I started looking at even the language that I use, because I'm one of those people. If you mess with somebody I love, I tell you straight up, like, bro, if whatever you want to do, I'm with it. I throw my whole life away, right? That's a talk of somebody who's suicidal. Um, even though I'm still living life, I've often put myself in situations that cause, that could cause harm. It has the potential to cause harm. And I'm just kind of not tripping because you know what? I always like, okay, I didn't take my life, but that doesn't mean like it is, it's easier for me because I'm not about to swallow pills. I didn't want to cut my wrist or nothing like that. But I feel like if I put myself in a situation that maybe the odds are against me, that somebody else would do me the favor of taking me out. On top of that, it took me the longest to stop playing this loop in my head, which as I think from Suicidal Thoughts by Notorious B.I.G. when he was like, 
when I die, I want to go to hell because I'm a piece of shit and it ain't hard to fucking tell, right? So I would literally play that loop in my head a lot growing up, like from from probably high school on up. That was a loop in my head, that piece. Like, I never really valued myself. These are some of the things that it took me a second to kind of to, to come to. Like, I didn't value myself, but yet I value everybody else around me. The things that I love, I value and hold dear. And that's why I don't like nobody to mess with nobody. Else. Like, I'll take a lot of stuff. Like, I can admit that I've let like situations happen to me. But if you ask the people around me, put in the same situation, if they're going through it, I'm not about to let you do it. Like, you're not about to disrespect my partner. You're not about to disrespect on me like that. Like I said, now, in the case of two people that I know or probably have some kind of connection to, now that's the only time where you'll probably see me fall back and kind of see how it plays out. Now, whoever I'm in more favor of is probably when I'll jump in. But for the most part, let that, let that play out because it's going to work itself out. But again, going back to it, I didn't place value for myself because like I said this 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 feeling I wore it I embraced it I welcomed it and it became my truth for the longest it wasn't until going through some painful trauma with my oldest brother where I felt like he did me wrong and he didn't have to and from that I just knew that like, like I said I didn't deserve all the like this bad feeling I didn't, I didn't deserve all the negative stuff you know what I mean like especially if I'm not living in that way but I've in a depressive state, you kind of do, cause it's like that ugh feeling, like it's groggy, it's it's whatever, like I don't know, it's like sludge almost. You know what I mean? Like if I could describe it, it'd be kind of like if you ever seen like oil or grease in like side of an engine, or even like let's think of like I'm gonna just think of like bacon grease when it's cooled down in a frying pan. That's that's what depression kind of feels like. It's just thick. It's hard. It's not cool, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but like I said, for those who may be going through something, there is a way out of it, and I tell people to identify it, right? Figure out what it feels like, what's going on. If you can, figure out what triggers it so you know the situation and your surroundings because I'm not going to sit there and say nothing like, oh, man, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel because it, it... Technically, it was almost, there's light all around you all the time, right? Because you, again, you are not your depression. You're not your anxiety. You're not whatever you, like, I mean, you are technically what you feel because you embrace it. But if it's something like that and you want to work this way out, you can. And and honestly, I feel like you should and you will. Now, depression, like, I think it's an overly used term these days because a lot of people, like, like music people rap about it, you know, and they say that's why they pop perks and all this stuff and different things, so I do think it's commonly, like, you, you'll know when you're in that depressive state, right, because you just get, it's literally dark and gloomy, and it's, it's similar to a mood, right, because it's different from feeling sad and being in a mood, right, because a mood can last weeks, where feeling sad shit only really lasts about a matter of hours to a day at most, maybe two days, right? Because you could be grieving and feeling sad, but like your mood, okay, your mood lasts longer. So imagine that and amp that up because with depression, man, like, or at least with me, you just, you do what you can to feel something else if you can't feel. Like I always tell people don't trip. If, if you see me laughing, you know what I mean? Like, if you see me laughing, then I'm good. Because that's what I use. Part of part of getting to know this depression, too, is knowing, like, I have to know myself, right? I have to see my faults. I have to 
know what I use for like offense and defense is the best way I could use it. So again, laughter. I enjoy laughter. Like my favorite kind of movies are comedies. Like I, I like stand-up specials. Like most of the people around me, we make jokes and stuff like that. I grew up like that. But it also becomes a crutch, right? Because if I feel uncomfortable, I can make your laugh, or I can make you laugh, and I can make myself laugh. So it's my offense and it's my defense. It's how I use them that I kind of feel like I don't like sometimes. But again, like like I brought that up just to say, like when you start to know, like you have to know your how you respond to, and that kind of helps you like evaluate the state that you're in. Um, you know, and this one, like I said, man, I just kind of wanted to get this off my chest, bro. Like I said, it wasn't. I'm not gonna sit there and say it was a bad week or nothing like that because overall, everything good. Like I'm really in a place where I feel comfortable. I mean, with the podcast, I'm getting the feedback. I'm getting feedback that's pretty solid. You know what I'm saying? Constructive. Um, Click like, subscribe, whatever that is on the page that you do on the platform. Remember that my email is at the bottom. OTR.OffTheRip at gmail.com for questions and stuff like that. I damn near don't want to end just because, like, I don't know where I left this one. But I know I kind of wanted to get this one out there, like I said. Just to put that out there, because oftentimes, man, we put on this front, man. I think that's what this is about, is that check on, like, this is what I'm leading message with. Check on your partners, man. Check on your family. Check on your friends. Check on your loved ones. Because at the end of the day, you kind of don't know what's going on. And if they're like me, I wear, I wear, like I said, I don't like to claim it, but I wear my depression well. You don't really tell until I either tell you or you just notice my, my mannerisms start to change. And that's the thing, man. We put on this front, not just for the gram, not just, it's for real life. Like, you know what I'm saying? We do what we cap, like, in real life. Just because either somebody doesn't understand us or we feel alienated, so we alienate other people. I'm a free phrase that. So, in essence, sometimes we feel alone, but we feel alone because we're pushing those away from us and we're making ourselves isolated. The world's not isolating us. We're isolating ourselves from the world and then telling a a story or a narrative to back that up. So, you know what? I'm going to leave this one like that, man. Uh, This mental health thing, bro, if you feel like you need help, go holler at somebody, man. Talk to a friend. Like, do something, all right? Put action behind it, and you're definitely going to get through this. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave this one like this, man. I'm going to post this. Um, like I said, this part of me, bro. Like I told y'all, I want y'all to get to know me and stuff like that. This is what it is. And again, if you're hearing this, trust me, little ones, I'm good. If you got my number, hit me because that's for the personal level. But other than that, man, I'm gone. Again, click, like, subscribe, whatever it is. Thank you for listening to OTR Off the Rip.